Hello and welcome to episode two of Art Heist Baby by OTRTBS. In this episode, if you hear a dog woofing, that's just my wonderful little puppy. Editing Robin, this the puppy's my dog. He's gonna turn eight in two days. I love him. Anyway, bye. We love we love Gus. Gus is great. Anyway, here we go. Chapter two. Welcome to the team. The next morning was grey and desolate. It was drizzling, just enough to wet your clothes and your face, but not enough to be immediately obvious when looking outside. The bell to the coffee shop chimed and Remus shook his head without looking up from the countertop he was wiping down. James, good morning! He looked up and saw James standing in front of him and froze for a moment. Okay, what is this? What does this mean? Remus gestured, gestured to James's perfectly tailored suit. He felt as if he'd been transported back to six months ago. James fiddled nervously with the cufflinks on his sleeves. I have a job interview this morning, he explained, feeling his heartbeat pick up at the prospect. Could really use some coffee to calm the nerves. An interview? That's great, James. Remus gave him a genuine smile before turning around to make him a drink. Where is it? What's the job for? Um, I'm not sure, James answered honestly, feeling a little sheepish. Remus tossed a disbelieving look over his shoulder and frowned slightly. I answered the flyer that was put up yesterday and they've been very secretive about the whole thing. The dress they gave for the interview is a bit far out too. Tried to look it up, but it was more of a warehouse than a legitimate business. James glanced at the flyer board and saw the two other numbers had been taken off from the ad. Oh my god, James, you cannot be serious. They're going to kill you. You're going to get murdered and wind up on some true crime podcast, Remus scoffed. This serves you right for just showing up to a warehouse based on an anonymous coffee shop ad. You can't go. I'm going though. I had a pre-interview yesterday over the phone and I passed it. You can't pass an interview, Remus interrupted flatly. I think you can because I did. Anyway, I know it seems sketchy, but I feel like I have to go. Something is telling me this is what I've been waiting for. You need to call me when you get there and when you leave. If I don't hear from you in three hours, I'm sending the police after you, Remus sighed, knowing it was virtually impossible to change James's mind once it was set on something. He placed his coffee down on the counter. This one's on the house for good luck. Plus, it might be the last coffee you ever drink, so I figure I might as well give it to you. James grinned before grabbing the warm cup. Thank you, Remus. If I die, bury me in the suit, okay? Text me as soon as you get there. I mean it. Remus called after him sternly as James made his way to the, his car. Driving was not one of James's strong suits. He could get, drive if he really needed to, but he preferred walking and was often known to lord the joys of public transportation. And not because he doesn't know how to parallel park. He put the address into the GPS and cursed slightly to himself as he drove through towns and winding roads, sipping on his coffee, which was getting colder by the minute. He drove in silence that morning because he was nervous and rehearsed his answers to typical interview questions in his head. He conjured up images of what regulars looked like, each one not doing justice to the voice on the other end of the phone line. When he finally arrived at the address he was given, he parked on the dirt road and sat there for a moment. For the first time since answering that ad, James had a terrible suspicion that this had been an elaborate prank. James loved pranks, but only when he was the one pulling them off. Not so much when he was the one on the receiving end of them. The warehouse looked abandoned. 
stood against the green countryside as an ugly, seemingly unforgotten chunk of metal. There was no way a legitimate business could be run out of this. Determined to get to the bottom of it, and putting his bravery at the forefront of his mind, James sent a quick text to Remus letting him know he'd arrived, and got out of his car. He knocked on the metal door and listened to it rattle, spawning open moments later to reveal a man a little shorter than James. He stood to one side and gestured for James to come in. If the outside of the warehouse was unpromising, the inside was the complete opposite. There were thousands of pounds worth of equipment, computers and a makeshift office spaces, chairs and rugs scattered in various places, files stacked haphazardly in cabinets. The space was a welcomed warmth from the outside cold and lit in hazy yellowish lights instead of the bright fluorescence one James were used to. Regulus wants to interview himself, so the man said, beginning to move to the back of the warehouse while James trode behind him, taking everything in. You sit here and wait, pointed to a chair and took a seat. Nice suit, the man scoffed. You you come from money or something? James looked down at his suit before looking back up at the man. He was dressed in very casual attire. I wasn't sure what kind of job this was, so I figured it's best to come overdressed. The man nodded curtly. He seemed bored and James could tell by his voice that he was the one who had first interviewed him the day before. Where's this job? You're not going to kill me or anything, are you? James spoke after a few minutes of silence. No plans of murder on the present. The man responded shortly. James sat in silence, wanting to ask a million questions, but knowing that the man standing in front of him, observing him quietly, wouldn't say anything. He bounced his leg nervously. Hello? A voice caused him to snap his head up quickly. I'm Regulus. You must be James. James's imagination couldn't have done Regulus justice in any universe. Of course, he was named after a star. He was ethereal. He was pale and lanky, but he had dark hair that hung in curls about his face. His white eyes were the kind of green that teetered on grey, and he was dressed more professionally than the other man. James was aware that he was staring and sprung into action quickly. He stood up and took Regulus's outstretched hand to shake. Yes, I'm James. Hi. He reached out rather lamely. Regulus's hands were soft and cold. The metal of the silver ring sent a slight chill through James and he noticed a particular ring that was in the shape of a snake with two emerald green jewels for eyes. It was beautiful. He was beautiful. Sorry about the mess. This isn't where we would be operating out of if you get this job. This is just temporary. James quickly realised that Regulus was walking and hurried to catch him. We're putting together a team and this was... The most convenient place set up for a few weeks. Regulus led him to a computer, pulled the chair out for James to sit. He obliged. Hope you don't mind, but this part of the interview is a practical session. I have some things I need you to work through here. Don't worry. They're all simulated, so if you fuck up, you won't get the job, but you won't irrevocably destroy anything either. His slight French accent went straight to James's head, and he tried to focus on the instructions Regulus was giving him. But his heart was beating so fast, being in such close proximity to someone so someone so like him. James blinked a few times to clear his thoughts and then began working on the tasks on the screen. There were a lot of financial accounts set up in different locations. Internal banking times, banking flags that needed to be cleared, and accounts that needed to be moved or hidden. James did it all. Everything. Regulus asked of him without thinking, without hardly breathing. After solving one particularly difficult task, Regulus leaned in, looking at the screen with such rapt awe he didn't even notice James gulp with their closeness. Regulus smelled like Earl Grey tea and amber, and James was intoxicated. Incredible, Regulus murmured, 
as James desperately tried to keep the blush from rising to his cheeks. When he was finished with the tasks assigned to him, James spun around in the chair to look at Regulus, who was standing behind him quietly. He was in a white button-down shirt with the first few buttons undone, and James imagined buttoning all of them right there. Well, James, dragged, Regulus dragged a chair over to sit across from him, pulling James out of his completely inappropriate thoughts. You have the job if you want it. What is the job? James asked, furrowing his, his brows slightly. I don't understand. What did I just have you do? Regulus returned, eyeing him keenly. James thought about the tasks he was given to complete. He went over each one in his head, and then it finally clicked, his eyes widening in understanding. Now you understand the secrecy, Regulus returned, also seeing that James had finally understood. What do you need me to launder for you? What is the dirty money? Where is it coming from? I don't want to be involved in the drug trade or... Relax, James, Regulus said calmly, still eyeing him up carefully. He looked as if he was sizing James up, determined quickly if James was friend or foe. We're not involved in the drug trade. James felt entirely helpless under his gaze, powerless to move. He wanted to sit there and feel trapped under the weight of Regulus's stare for the rest of eternity, to give Regulus everything he ever asked for. You're extremely talented at what you do. You make a valuable addition to the team. We don't work for cartels, we're more of a freelance business focused on fine arts, you see, he said slowly as if he were explaining a matter of great importance to a small child. I intend to pull off the greatest art heist of the entire century, sell some paintings and make millions of dollars. I'm assembling a team of highly trained professionals to help me carry out this task. If we're successful, then we'd all be rich beyond belief. James furrowed his eyebrows slightly, taking in this information. As slowly as Regulus was saying it, it still took time for James to process it through. It was astounding to him that he was sitting across from the most beautiful person he'd ever seen before, a person whose voice alone took his breath away, and he was discussing a crime, a crime that had potential to land him in jail for a very long time. It's even more astounding to him that he was actually considering it. Why not, Heist? James asked once he realised Regulus was waiting for him to speak. I mean, if you want money, why not rob a bank? The corners of Regulus's mouth turned up slightly, and James felt him swell, his heart swell. Yes, do that. Look at me like that forever. Cliché. Besides, banks are boring. Where's the fun? Where's the excitement in that? Yes, James thought. Yes, you get it. You understand. But to be in a museum, surrounded by works created by an artist's hand, an artist who lived hundreds of years ago, to see what they saw, and then to take it for yourself? Anyone can steal money, but we're stealing pieces of the past, portals to another time. James stared at the boy in wonder and in awe as he listened to him speak. Regulus seemed to be lost in thought slightly, his eyes sparkling in anticipation. We're going for the Warhols. We're taking back the Banksies and Besquets. I can't say that, my bad. Art is for the people. James smiled at him in his enthusiasm. This was something magic about Regulus. He was sure of it. He was almost certain he'd been bewitched. I have a team of people. If you want the job, you'll meet them all and be working closely with them too. They will be your colleagues, your only friends for the foreseeable future. You will handle a lot of the financial aspects of the job. Foreign markets to sell the artworks, making sure the money is untraceable. The aftermath of the heist. But you'd also be helping with the actual heist itself if needed. If you agree, you would have to follow my rules and instructions. 
There'll be many months of training classes. You'd leave your home, your life will be non-existent and you'd become untraceable. While you were with me, everything would be paid for. Housing, food and any and all other expenses. James was staring at Regulus intensely. He watched as the other boy spoke slowly and methodically. He was trying to memorise every little detail about him. Every curl, every minute expression. Obviously, what we're doing is illegal and you'd be incurring in this ri- that risk. You'd also be extremely wealthy if you followed through with this plan. And I would think that this could be an excellent partnership if you agree. He paused for a moment. While I cannot promise you a life free from finance, I can promise you a job that is never boring, a place of excitement and a lifetime of adrenaline and highs. Regulus seemed to be finished with his speech. James wondered how he could be so calm discussing a crime like this. James had never done anything illegal in his life. While he hadn't always followed the rules set for him in school, he certainly always followed the law. James finally opened his mouth to speak. And what if I decline this offer? He heard the gun click before he felt the cold metal on the back of his head. His heart began to beat rapidly and his mouth went dry. He hadn't even heard anyone walking behind him. He was too focused and regular, too enraptured by the boy sitting in front of him. Near the alarm bells were going off in James's mind. Danger. Danger. Regulus continued speaking in that calm, unaffected tone. If you decline, then I'm afraid I'm going to have Evan here shoot you. It's not personal. You'll just be a liability and we can't have that. James was silent, staring at Regulus as Regulus stared back at him. His eyes glinted mischievously. But something tells me you won't decline, James. Something tells me you're up for the challenge. The metal of the gun was still placed at the back of James's head. He was afraid to make any sudden movements and he sat as still as possible, terrified that even a slight head tilt would cause Evan to pull that trigger. Say yes, James. It could all be so easy. Just say yes, Regulus taunted. He whispered to him, his eyes challenging James, daring him. There weren't very many moments in James's life where he could pinpoint a penultimate frame in a series of decisions. A singular moment where he knew he would be jumping off a metaphorical ledge and into a new, unknown, a new chapter. This was one of them, though. He looked at the boy sitting across from him. The beautiful, lovely boy who was ready to steal art to end fragments of the past and he made the decision to jump. Yes, OK, yes. James whispered and he felt the gun fall from the back of his head. James would have said yes without the threat of violence if he was being honest with himself. He would do anything Regulus wanted him to, go anywhere he wanted him to go, and as brave as James Potter was, that thought alone terrified him. Wonderful, Regulus stood briskly, capping his hands together. You have a passport? Um, yes, I do, yes. James stammered, taken aback by the change of pace. Keep your phone on you. I'll contact you when I need you. And the address of this place that you wrote down, burn it. Also raise it from your GPS. And this goes without saying, but if you tell anyone about this, I will kill you and whoever else you told. Regulus looked so fierce at that moment, James believed every word he said. He didn't doubt for a second that Regulus would kill him. He wished that it scared him more, but he wasn't sure why it didn't. Evan will show you out, Regulus finished. With that, he stood and walked, stalked away, disappearing behind a corner, leaving James to look after him. All right, stand up, pretty boy. Evan, the man who had interviewed him, the man who had invited him in, the man who had just seconds before had a gun to his head, put a hand on James's shoulder. You said no murder, was all James could think of to say at the moment. He stood anyway to follow Evan. 
and I stay true to my words. Do you see anyone murdered here? Any brains blown out on the carpet today? No, James returned almost petulantly, trying not to shudder at the thought that it could have been his brains on the carpet. No, so you're welcome. How long have you been working with Regulus? James asked as they approached the front door. Regulus and I go way back to our school days. We were always friends, me and him and Barty. You'll be Barty soon, I reckon. Regulus has wanted to do this heist for years and years, but we just started seriously working on it about a month ago. Evan shrugged. He seemed to be much more agreeable now that he knew James was working on the same side as him. I'm not a criminal, James spattered out. His thoughts were all jumbled up and racing through his head now. There was no longer in Regulus's presence and pinned down by his slate green eyes. Evan let out a loud laugh. Keep telling yourself that. But technically, I guess you're not. You haven't committed any real crimes. Yeah. What are you going to do with all that money? Evan asked. They were, stopping at, they were stopped at the door. I don't know. James paused for a moment to think about it. I guess a minute more for the thrill of it. Does that sound awful? Money is secondary to excitement. I wanted to do this to prove that I can. Yeah, I see why regulars like you, Evan said offhandedly. James tried not to let it go to his head. That's why he's doing it too. Between you and me, Regulus is bloody filthy rich. Inherited everything from his parents. His children's children would never have to work a day in their lives. Regulus dislikes proving people wrong, I think. He's obsessed with owning and belonging. Always has been. He's a bit mental and wants to play God a bit, I think. Knowing that he can give and take. James stared at Evan, filing all of this information away in a private folder in his brain labelled Regulus. Personally, I'm going to spend a lot of I'm going to spend a lot of it on hookers and cocaine. Try my last luck in Las Vegas. They call it the city of your sin. That sounds like the perfect place for me. Evan was still talking. Anyway, I'm sure I'll see you around soon. Oh, and hey, Evan reached out round, round to a filing cabinet and pulled out a Manila envelope, handing it to James. This is the stuff regulars needs from you. Consider it onboarding. Welcome to the team. James nodded, clutching the folder tightly to his chest, and before he even realised he was walking, he had made his way to his car, put his keys in the ignition, sent a brief text to Remus to let him know he was alive before pulling out of the dirt road path and making the long drive back to his house. He smarted himself slightly at the irony of it all. Remus Lupin had said going to this interview would kill him, and Remus Lupin was never wrong. James thought back to the gun on his head mere minutes before. He could have been killed. In a way, he's sure that he'd actually killed him, at least to some degree. The old James, the law-abiding citizen, was gone and replaced, instead, replaced with an unrecognisable man who was willing to put his life in danger for a small man he only met once. A man whose slight smile was enough to make James' world tilt on its axis. Oh, Regulus, James thought to himself, what fool are you about to make me? How far will I let you bend me until I break? Outside, James noted the horizon line, where green rolling moorland met the grey, turbulent sky. Okay, so that was chapter two. It We get to properly meet Regulus and the Jigular starts right away and I think that's absolutely perfect. Honestly, I love Bar- uh, Evan in this fic. He, he just brings me some sense of 
joy and laughter. Same with Regulus. Like, goddamn, that man is so fine. Um, we love him. It's fantastic. ATRTBS did fantastic. Oh, they're so amazing. Let's all just like take a moment of appreciation to just go. You, you've changed people's lives. Thank you. Anyway, um, so this chapter's question is. Wait, let me quickly think. Was that I literally have it written down in front of me? I just can't fucking read now. Just like, just like, yeah. What was the first Marauders fanfic you ever read? For me, it's been quite a while, so I can't accurately remember. But I'm pretty. I think the first proper one I read, Ao3, was all the young dudes. But I read quite a few Marauders chat fics and Wattpad for a time. This was like three years ago. It's been a while. But yeah, there you go. So when you answer that, the comments in the thing. I don't know how I to access comments. I'm really bad at this. Yeah, have fun. Love ya. Bye.